What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dats of She Said with Danny podcast. Alexa Dat, Danny Wexelman here in New York and joining us today on the podcast. One of our favorite baseball players, super fun personality on Instagram, also in person. Jerry Blevins is here. What's up, Jerry? How are you? Thanks for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, Alexa. It's going great, uh, you know, considering, you know, all the facts, but we're, I'm here, my family, we're healthy. Um, not much more you can ask for this time, you know, so we're just enjoying the, the warmth here. We decided to kind of hunker down in Arizona instead of going back to Ohio where it was cold. So we're here for now. I like that hat, man. Rocking the hat, which is cool. For those who are listening to our podcast, it's, uh, I mean, this tiger, that I feel like doesn't even really do it justice. The detail is outrageous. Where'd you get that hat from? It, it, it's a Nordstrom hat. I think it's an old uh, Japanese baseball team logo. So I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what team it is. I don't speak or read Japanese, but um, I think we could do a little research and figure that out. I just thought it was a cool hat and anything to not have to do my hair in this time. So so that's not telling us to go watch the Tiger King? <laughs> no, no, but I do recommend it. It's pretty pretty crazy to watch. I'm sure you guys have already uh, at least dipped your toes in, in the Tiger King pool uh, just based on, you know, social media stuff, but it's, it's a heck of a watch. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit uh, in our rapid fire portion of the podcast. But I want to ask you, besides watching Tiger King, what have you guys been up to? What's the thing to do in your household right now? Uh, right now, it's be parents. My wife and I, we have two little boys, one that's uh, almost two and one that just turned five months. So we're full on, you know, hands on parents, you know, doing the classes online stuff, you know, coloring letters, numbers, all the stuff. So we're basically just doing that. Um, I've, you think I would learn like a skill like cooking, but I haven't done anything like that. I've never <laughs> been, I've never had more free time, but also I've never been more tired just to be like full-time parenting kind of thing. So I have mad respect for stay-at-home parents. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I saw that people were petitioning for teachers to make like $1 million a day, which I would totally <laughs> agree with. And I, I'll yeah, I think, that. I think a lot might, of people <laughs> would do that. I sign that, that, that petition. That actually would be, you know, considering where your tax money goes, I would be okay with mine going to that. You know, just seeing a little bit of it and just dealing with, you know, basically one at a time. And you think about, you know, the teachers with a bunch in a classroom, they're, they're all saints. So I appreciate, I appreciate that profession even more so now for sure. Yeah, shout out to those teachers. And I heard people also saying, like, you don't need to learn anything new during this time. Like, just be. It's okay to just be. You don't have to, you know, solve the world's mysteries. You can just hang out and be. But I do know that you guys are probably trying to stay in shape right now to get ready because the season is coming eventually. We're all hopeful for that. And I've seen, like, really wacky workouts online. Are you doing anything crazy or are you kind of sticking to the, the basics? Yeah, thanks, Danny. Uh, I stick to the basics. I gave up like crazy uh, workouts a long time ago. I, you know, those, <laughs> those, you know, heavy weights. I've been, you know, I'm 36 now. So it's all like yoga and Pilates for me, for the most part, body weight stuff, uh, simple movements. So I don't need any crazy weights. I don't need to learn how to like uh, chop down a tree, anything like that. So uh, we're just, <laughs> we keep things pretty, pretty free and easy here. And dad life is keeping you busy, uh, you said, but are you mixing dad life and workout life? Are you like you one of those guys that's lifting your kid on Instagram because you don't have that many weights around? <laughs> uh, I do, but not on Instagram. But, uh, you know, we do, uh, my wife and I work out. There's a park literally like right around the corner. 
so we go first thing in the morning when there's nobody around and we'll go and she'll do her running and I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do. And then I throw three times a week. There's some of the guys that live out here. Um, you know, we still have to keep our arms in shape just in if and when that the season gets ready to start back up, you want to be ready to go. And so we, you know, keep our distance and do everything. And I wear a mask um, and then we play catch and, and, you know, do our thing and then head back to our respective zones of, of quarantine. Wow. What a time we are living in right now, but props to you guys for getting the work done because it is your job, um, which we respect so much. I'm interested in knowing about group chats. Are there like a million group chats that you are a part of? You've been on a couple different clubs now. So what are those like, who's, what's the best group chat right now that you're in? Uh, so there's like two separate versions of group text. So there's like, nowadays they have, um, like team apps, like, um, so you go onto an app and you can find like groups. So it's through your employer. So those are pretty tame. Those are all baseball related, you know, workout times, that kind of thing. Then there's the private chats <laughs> that get a little bit more crazy. And with everybody that has all the free time to, to scroll on their phone, you get some pretty messed up stuff. I still, I think my, my Mets group, um, I've got like Wilmer, Wilmer's very active in his Mets chat. Uh, he likes to send memes and, and photos and pictures. He's, he's a funny guy. Uh, so I think that's, that's the, the most exciting one. They come in so much that I've, I've muted a lot of my group chats. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sick of getting those, those notifications all the time. So I silence them and I'll check them when I can. Are you guys telling each other what you're watching, what you're doing, what you're eating I and mean, what's going on? What's the topics in the group chat? So a lot, a little bit, you know, I'm an older guy. So a lot of my friends that are older, they're all starting, they ha either have kids, new kids like me, or they're just married and they're learning, you know, new things. So it's a lot of it is like, I didn't realize this is involved with this or we do that. And uh, uh, there's one from my friends back home that we talk about what we're watching. Um, you mentioned the tiger, tiger King. We, we kind of crushed that our whole group, my brother, my friends back home. Uh, it is quite the thing. Have you guys watched it? Yeah. It's one of the more bizarre things that I've ever seen. Wait, hold on. Do you think Carol killed her husband, though? Because that's a big question from the show. <laughs> I think I'm in the minority where I don't think anybody has the audacity. Call it naivety. But I don't, I have always, I don't know. I guess it's the, the liberal person in me. I think they're all innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, wow, I'm, I'm impressed in the same boat. by that. Well, yeah, but I'm in the same boat. I don't think Carol has... I don't know. I, for some reason, when I look into her eyes, I don't see that killer instinct, that killer ability. But then everyone's like, what are you talking about? She's got a meat grinder and a tiger at her disposal. And sometimes they're talking about him being like under the sewer system in the um, underneath the, the whole complex. So I don't know. But I, I agree with you. I don't think she killed her husband. Danny, do you think well, hey. she did it? I haven't, so I haven't finished yet. I have watched enough. And first of all, there's no way that she, there's no way he is in the meat grinder. Like his body is too big for that. So I ruled that out. I'm, I'm a detective now. That's what I've become in my quarantine. <laughs> I'm a super duper detective. So it's not the meat grinder. And it wasn't a tiger because there would be blood. There would definitely be evidence to that. Could he have um, escaped and just left? I don't think he would just leave his family to not have any money or leave them in that shape. Um, so yeah, I, I think that she killed him and she is a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky woman and did it in a way that's fooling all of you, especially you two. <laughs> well, they got, uh, well, they it. reopened the investigation. So 
Oh, they did for real? Like, like officially? Wow. Yeah. I heard, uh, I read today that Trump uh, was asked if he was thinking about pardoning uh, Joe Exotic, (laughs) and he's like, I guess I'll look into it. So, Jerry, do you know who asked that? Who, who, no, who? He was a reporter from uh, the New York Post. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Of course, the New York Post gets into the, the, the White House briefings. That makes They were like, how sense. did this guy get credentials? And they were like, no one else wanted to come. They're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> CNN dropped yeah, out, so this guy's in. <laughs> that guy's going to be in the documentary that gets made about all of this. That question Round will be two. like the, in the teaser of the quarantine documentary, 100%. Yeah. Jesus. So we, we watched the Tiger King, but early in spring training, uh, everybody was on. Have you seen it? It's like, don't, uh, don't fuck with cats. Did you guys watch that one yet? No, we heard about <laughs> it. I heard of it. Okay, yeah. So that one's even more crazy to me because it it deals a lot. I guess it would work now, but people have so much time that they dive into, you know, chasing someone down electronically. Like it's crazy. That one's that one's a way more far fetched and kind of crazy. I think. Okay, that's on the list. What else is on? I the list? I don't think Danny Danny was a little shocked by the title. I believe. <laughs> I don't like cats, man. I like, I hate cats like very much. Um, I'm allergic. They do no, they do nothing for me. If they never existed in the world, I would be okay without them. And I'm sorry for our friends who listen to the podcast and like cats, but I'm not a cat person. Danny's like, fuck with the cats. Fuck with all of the cats. (laughs) Well, from what I got watching that, that, uh, that show is if you do mess with cats, don't do it on the internet because people will, will, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dive deep into your life and make it miserable for you because they're crazy Good to know. <laughs> crazy cat people yes. okay yes. I got they're you. insane <laughs> um what else are you watching jerry what else you got uh so we actually just finished up the last latest episode of the last season of shameless uh, yep. we've been big fans of that for years we haven't had time we had to watch two seasons uh so we finished that and i think there's a new show uh, coming out on HBO, or it just started, uh, called Atlanta. It's about, like, the kids, the murdering of the kids. Uh, I think it was in the 70s or 80s. Um, oh, um, so that kind of... The Atlanta monster, that one? Yeah, the one that he kidnapped all the all the young kids. And, yeah, so that's the one. It kind of interlaced with the show we watched called Mindhunters. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the, the FBI profilers. And so they did, their second season was in Atlanta. And so we're going to watch like the documentary series. So we're pretty excited to start that. So I listened to the Atlanta podcast and it was really intense. And so I got the show on my list too. Yeah. But it was, it's awesome. You'll love it. Cool. Good. I'm excited. I like, I'm more uh, like the real true life kind of stuff, like the making a murderer, that kind of thing. Um, Serial, the serial podcast is the first thing that I listened to from like as a podcast. And that thing got me hooked on all of it. Like, that's the originator, the the OG of all this stuff that's happening now. So, uh, Did you listen to, to S-Town? Um, no, I didn't get into it. I tried it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, Not S-Town's one of the ones. It, that's a good one. You should, it, yeah. Yeah, you should follow it through with that. Okay, I'd cool. like to make one recommendation. Um, Unorthodox. Anybody? Anybody? Unorth- the uh, show? Podcast? It's on Netflix. Or- Oh, I just saw the, there's like a kid getting his head shaved in like the preview, I think, or something like that. Yes. It's really okay. good. It's about Isn't the Isn't that the Orthodox Jews. Jewish daughter? Yes. It's about the, his, so there's two on Netflix right now. This one is about the Hasidic Jews. They're in Williamsburg 
and it's a story. It's an inspiring story. It, it's a, it's really good. I highly, highly recommend it. And it's like, you can, there's only four episodes, so they're one hour each. Um, it's really good. And it's, it's not necessarily crime, obviously, but it's true. It's based on a true story. It's the visuals are incredible and it's based like right here in our backyard. So, um, oh, I was cool. a big fan of that. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check That's it good. out, man. There's so much good TV, like really good stuff, high quality stuff that we can watch. I'm glad at least if we're quarantined that we're in this kind of era of entertainment. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking about like, um, when I first had my kid and I was thinking about how hard it is to go on the road, you know, cause I got to say goodbye. And one of my coaches, when I was with the Mets, uh, Pat Russler, he was our, our bench coach, hitting coach. Um, you put it in perspective for me. He was like, you guys have it easy. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you can FaceTime. He goes, I had to go to the payphone and listen to it. And if the baby was sleeping, you know, I just had to assume that it was on the other end or that my wife was like holding the baby. He goes, you guys, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Trust me. Sure. And so I was like, yeah, you're not, you're not too far off that. We are pretty spoiled when it comes to being able to stay in communication. I miss Pat. That's great advice from him. So that's the hardest part of dad life. What's the easiest part? What's the best part about dad life for you? Oh my gosh. So, um, putting like waking my son up every day, like we go and I get him out of his crib when he's ready. It's the best. Cause the first thing he does is he like he gives you this bear hug and I've taught him to like squeeze <laughs> and so he'll squeeze and I'll feel his tiny little hands and his little body shake because he's squeezing as hard as he can. He just gets so excited to see you. It's like, um, I don't know, there's like, you just look at that little person. My wife and I are like, I can't believe that we have a kid that's almost two. And it's just fun to kind of watch, watch him explore and see things through his eyes. Like right now, uh, he's obsessed with the moon. And he just loves the moon. And we just had like a full moon out the other night. And it was perfect. Yeah. And he like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand he's two, but he'll reach up and be like, trying to get it, like stretch to the moon. Like it's the cutest thing. I know it every time. So that's, I mean, it's just watching, watching a kid discover the world for the first time, puts everything into perspective. So it's great. And it's really hard right now because he wants to hang out with other kids. Like he was going to like this little preschool for like two hours a day. And, you know, he needs to interact with some, some kids. I think he's getting sick of mom and dad. So what does he think about your quarantine mustache? <laughs> I, you know, he doesn't, he, all he does is he's unconditional love. I think if I shaved it off, he'd look at me for like pretty rough for a little bit and then move on. Uh, I think he's probably ready for it to go. I'll get bored with it and uh, switch it up. We'll see what I got planned next, but you know, you got to keep it, you got to keep it, keep it light here. We love we it, all, man. We're just, yeah. yeah, it's just so funny when, with kids, you know, anytime you have a beard and then you shave it, they freak out. They think you're a different person. So I was curious. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I can't grow a beard like that to, you know, it wouldn't hide enough of my face. It's a little too patchy, <laughs> but yeah, he's probably like, Me Dad, you need to shave that. It's <laughs> Yeah, Dad, you, we might be on the same page. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't grow a manly beard. It's not, it's not in the cards for me, but the mustache is coming in way better than I thought. I have to admit. Oh man, we all need somebody me. like that right now in quarantine to just like give us the unconditional love <laughs> no matter what, you know, right. I need someone cheering me on when I'm trying to cook and it's not going so great and they love me anyway and they would lie to me if my food tasted bad. So <laughs> I need someone like that. Um, I love that very much. How does your wife feel about it? Uh, she was very much against it and now I think she's, she's starting to buy in maybe a little bit. So we'll see. <laughs> Well, you're the only person she's seeing in person, so <laughs> yeah, that that might have a lot to do with it. So yeah. she has no other we'll choice. See. That's true. 
I love it. If I hear the Clippers turn on in the middle of the night, I'll know why. <laughs> We're going to need video of that for sure. That's terrifying <laughs> to think about. <laughs> Could be worse. Lex and I were talking about, you know, the time you spent in New York was so memorable and so impactful to the city and to you. It was um, a two-way relationship, I think is a good way to put it. And so just kind of wanting you to go back in your memory bank, some restaurants that stood out to you, some moments with your time um, in New York that stood out to you. So yeah, my wife and I, we got to spend four years in New York. Um, and it's truly like some of the most memorable times. Like I feel so blessed. You know, I'm, a, I'm from a small town in Ohio and I've never taken anything that baseball has given me for granted. You know, I've got to live and play in Oakland, lived in San Francisco, DC, Atlanta, but like New York is, it's different. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, it was always intimidating as a visitor because they stick you right in Midtown. Um, you walk out your door, you're flooded by so many people and it's just almost too much. So I didn't really love it as a visitor. Um, but once I got to like become, uh, you know, a member of a team, we got to live in different parts of the, of the city. We, we lived in four different neighborhoods in Manhattan my four years. I think just like, you know, riding the train every day and, and seeing people and just understanding that there's so much going on. If you want the best of anything, music, Broadway, food you know, sports, entertainment, anything you want, the best of the best in the world is right there. And it just breeds talent. So it's just, I just have so much respect for the people of the city, uh, people that grew up there. Um, I, I've loved my time there. My son was born there. Um, I just, I just had a great time there. Yeah. And the town absolutely, or the city absolutely loved you. The fans were obsessed with you, which was the best part. And you interacted with them so well. Do you still hear from Mets fans? I do. Like, uh, I get a lot of uh, feedback, especially social media. Um, there's uh, some members of the seven line that, you know, Nancy and MJ, I don't know if you guys know who they are. Uh, they reach out all the time. Like when we had our second child, we were part of Atlanta, but they, you know, they gave us a gift. Um, like it's, it's, they're just so sweet. Like I think New York, like the Mets fans understood like the sincerity that I had towards them. You know, I appreciate people that come to watch something that I do. Um, I, I never underestimated what it means to be a fan. Like I'm a fan of baseball first and I, I just appreciate people that come to watch us play. Um, it was also easier for me because I'm a relief pitcher. And so if I did bad, like people would be like, Hey, he's just a relief pitcher. So I never <laughs> really had all that pressure on me, you know, like the, the starting pitchers do. Um, but I just, I just, I'm, I'm so appreciative of all the Mets fans. They really embraced me. Uh, it was so fun to play there. It's definitely a highlight of my career. Jerry, I can't wait to cut and send this to Nancy and MJ. They're going to absolutely freak out. <laughs> oh. I love them. They're like my heart and oh. soul. Those two are the best. They really are. They're two of the, like, the nicest people I've met, uh, not just in baseball, but in, my, in, in life. They're just so genuine and so sweet um, and true, true baseball Mets fans. Like, it's, it's incredible. It takes a lot to, to, to put that kind of time and effort into – showing up as often as they do. It's pretty amazing. All right. So we want to take you back to two big moments in your career and both happened to be when you were with the Mets. So the first one, I'm going to give you the date, Jerry, and I'm going to see if the oh. date rings a bell for you. Uh oh, this is tough. I'm, I don't even know what the date is today, to be honest, but we'll try. Okay. So we'll give you a little bit more information as it goes on <laughs> and, and see what you think. This is August 17th of 2018. Okay. Can you give me the city? 
Do you know the city in which something happened? The Mets were playing the Phillies. The Mets were playing the Phillies. The score was twenty-one to four. Oh, got it. My first hit. That's got to <laughs> be it. Mets playing the Phillies. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, man, what a moment! Like, uh, it's something you dream about as a kid. You know, I still, you know, I got to pitch in the big leagues. But getting a hit, it's like a different level because it not only like I'm pretty good pitcher, like I'm not. I worked my life to get to where I was, but as a hitting, like I stopped practicing hitting in high school. Like I knew that wasn't <laughs> going to work out. So to actually check that off the list, and when my baseball card says I actually have an average and a hit, pretty amazing. Like as you can tell with the smile on my face right now, that it's one of those moments that I'll never forget. Uh, it'll always be a highlight of my career. Do you remember who it was off of? Yeah, Clayton Kershaw, right? <laughs> uh, Cole Hamels, Sandy Koufax. It was it was Scott Kingery. It was Scott, it was Scott Kingery. Kingery. Doesn't ruin it for me, but uh, you know, it was uh, to be truthful, it was against the position player. So I'll take that. It's still we were up by like twenty-two runs or something, and so you know, it was nice to inflict some punishment to a position player instead of getting, being on the other end. You drove in Reyes. So not only was your first hit, it was your first RBI. I could have, it could have been a two RBI, but we were up by so much. Your bases were loaded, base hit to the center. They held them up station to station. I get it. I would have sent them. It's for me. They wouldn't have been too mad. I don't think Scott Kingery is going to, you know, plunk somebody in the, in the ribs because uh, they, they wanted to give me an extra RBI, but yeah, I guess you can't be too greedy. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Okay. One more moment. Okay. May 7th, 2016. It was a monumental moment, not only for the Mets, but for one of your teammates. I already got it. That's Bartolo Colon's home run in San Diego. Like oh. yes. monumental. Yes. That's uh, I remember being like where I was. It's so crazy. I remember, uh, remember like Logan Verrett and I were in the bullpen and we were just sitting beside each other, you know, talking and, he hits it and we both ended up as the ball sails in, we're holding each other, like jumping up and down, like, <laughs> like we just won the world series. I mean, grown men having that happen, you see a 40 year old guy hit a home run. Like it's so silly, but it's a memory. Like I'm sure all Mets fans and just baseball people in general, like what a, what a sight to see. Do you remember you were Alexa? Yeah, I was in the studio. I was at SNY at the time because it was on the road. Yeah. And we were watching it in the studio and it was pretty incredible. We worked with a bunch of Mets fans and people were going crazy. Yeah. Like you said, like 40 year olds, men just jumping up and down like kids. <laughs> and it's something that you knew you were seeing for the first time and the last time in your life. So crazy. why not let all the energy and the emotion out? Right. Yeah. And, and in true Mets fashion, it was uh, a game when the seven line army went on the road. So there was an extra, you know, 2000 Mets fans, cheering people on and like it just elevated that moment and it was incredible are you a, are you a baseball fan do you have a team yeah i'm from st louis so i'm a cardinals fan hey midwest person i can't, I can't yeah to be too hard yeah that's right I born love and raised st louis people the the baseball you know fandom there is pretty pretty incredible yeah, no, I'm really lucky. Um, I've been in New York six years now, but uh, so the Mets are my New York team. I adopted okay, cool. them. They um, better be. 
Yes, the Yankees have enough fans. It's too easy. They have way too many fans, so (laughs) I adopted the Mets. Um, But the Cardinals have my heart, of course, and I get so excited when they come into town to play. And um, just, I don't know, I feel like there's something so special about the team and the people who play for those teams. So I wish that, you know, I kind of wish they went out and got Nolan Arnato, but who am I to say anything about what's happening in baseball? So <laughs> there's, there's not many, there's not many teams out there that, that didn't want Nolan Arenado. So that's true. I could be, I would be upset too. Yeah. But no, yeah, I'm a Cardinals fan and uh, I'm a baseball fan. So cool. Good. Yeah. All right, Jerry. So we're trying to incorporate, since we have you on camera, we thought it would be fun to see if we can get something visually stimulating for the people at home. So number one, we're role-playing here. If okay. you are a catcher and you're giving right. your pitcher a fastball sign. Correct. What's the most creative sign you can give a guy? The creative? That's appropriate on camera. From here? Like if we can't, I'm like, you know, torso limited. We'll so pretend, yeah. So if you, you, you can lift the mask up and right now with this mustache, if I just kind of went like this that's like a fastball inside for sure I mean nothing says inside more than stroking your mustache so and then pull the mask down I think that's everybody would get that for sure there's no bad way to do it (laughs) okay I like that one very much um I also saw that you are a Tom Hanks fan is that right yeah who is it how can you not be I know true is there an impression of A, one of his characters, or B, Forrest Gump, that you would like to give us? Oh, uh, did you ask for one of his characters and then suggest Forrest Gump? <laughs> exactly what I just did. You are so smart. You're so smart. <laughs> oh, I can see. Um, gosh, what, uh, yeah, sure, we could do that. Uh, I, I just felt like running. How was that? Is that all right? That was great. That was really good. <laughs> Do you know who Dallas Braden is? He, he's a barstool sports guy, but he's also, he does the Comcast. So I played with him. To me, he always looks like when he's wearing a hat, he looks like Tom Hanks in that moment right now where he like stops and he turns around and he's like, I, I'm pretty tired. I, I guess I'll go home now. Like he looks like that version of Tom Hanks permanently now. Oh my I can, God. I can see that. That's yeah. a great comp. I like that comp a lot. That dude is um, wild. You can talk about a wild baseball player. Yeah, epic, <laughs> epic teammate too. He's a he's an amazing human being. Love him to death. Who's your favorite teammate of all time? Oh, that's so hard. I can't I can't narrow it down to one. Dallas is up there. Uh, just people. I love people who are genuine to who they are. Like they don't apologize for their flaws or what other people you know see as flaws. If you are who you are. I mean, I, I'll respect that to the end. I think Don, Josh Donaldson fits that mold of somebody that's just uh, true to who he is. Um, you know, being a baseball fan and having Frank Thomas as a teammate for a bit and Jason Giambi, those kind of legendary guys uh, are were pretty amazing. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you'd have to give me – I'm not ready to kind of look back nostalgically too much at my career yet. I know I'm close, but – uh, those are the, the names that popped up in my head uh, right now. Some of the best. I like those options. All right, time for our rapid fire, Jerry. We're going to start it off okay. with, obviously, hello, Jerry, your favorite <laughs> Seinfeld episode. Uh, that's got to be 
the when he does the race he i choose not to run i don't know but that line just always sticks with me and then hearing and when kramer's car backfires and he gets he gets him again jumps the gun again on him uh just always gets to me but seinfeld just in general what a legendary show there's a little more depth to what is being developed right now but i think my my favorite show today is billions I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that show yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, talk about depth of character and, and insanity. You know, you have two like titans of industry just like clashing and they it's a wonderful thing. And it's set in New York City, so it's super cool. You like Billions Better to, than Game of Thrones? Yes, I do. So far. I mean, Game of Thrones is amazing, but like the last season, it just ruined, like there was so much wrong with the last season that it, it leaves a, a sour taste. And you, you always remember, you know, the last taste that you had. So it's going to, it's going to be rough for me to kind of re-rank that up. I you got to have a good ending and it just didn't, you know, I won't watch Lost because I know that people were upset with that, with the ending and everybody's like, it's worth it. It's worth it. But I refuse. I don't want to be like, this is amazing. And then watch the show, take a nosedive. I can't, I can't commit to that. It's not worth it. I agree. I'm in. All right. If you were not playing baseball, what would you be doing? Um, I would probably be a lawyer. That was what I was at school to do. Um, Pre-law political science. And oh. just thank goodness that baseball worked out because I would have been a, probably just miserable knowing that, <laughs> You know, uh, knowing that I didn't, I could have had the other alternative. It would have been tough for me to kind of, you know, dive into the research on a, a court case. So thank goodness baseball happened. I always wanted to be an astronaut, but uh, it turns out it's not as athletic as you think. It's more math and science, <laughs> and I just wasn't near smart enough. <laughs> well, I can't speak to astronaut, yeah, but my dad's a lawyer, and it's a lot of work. So I think you picked the right career field. Yeah. Well, I'm just, again, thank goodness baseball worked out for me. There's a lot of reasons for that. And that's probably up there. You've done an amazing job. We love following your career. Jerry, who would you say um, following on social is the best follow for you? Uh, just in general. Mm -hmm. Oh, so right now, Rex Chapman on Twitter. I don't know if you guys follow him. He is just kicking butt right now. He puts out like really funny stuff, but it's a lot of feel good stuff. Um, like really good feel good videos, funny stuff, a lot of stuff about dogs. Uh, but right now he's been raising a bunch of money for COVID relief and he's, he's just doing great things. So if you, if you want to follow him, he's a former NBA player uh, at Rex Chapman, uh, amazing Twitter follow. Okay. Love that. Shout out to Rex. Yeah. yeah. Jerry, if you had to wear one pair of shoes for the rest of your life, what are you rocking? I'm rocking the Jordan ones, high tops. Um, do I have to pick a colorway or can I just pick that model? Nope. Got to pick a colorway. Okay. All right. I'm going, so I have a, a pair called their, uh, guava ice. I think it's like a really pale pink. Uh, they're so versatile. You can wear them with like jeans or shorts, or you can like dress them up a little bit. They're a little classy. They're like 80 bucks. So they're not too expensive. And, uh, everybody, every time I wear them, somebody's like, Oh, that's a great color. What, how, where'd you get those how'd you get those so it's a good conversation starter too guava ice they i brought them with me they make uh i wear them around the house just to still you know have a civilized you know i'll put on some nice clothes and throw those on just to <laughs> feel good about myself 
All right, this might be harder. One donut for the rest of your life. Oh God, you! I don't do that to me. Gotta. Yeah, one donut. Um. Uh, you gotta go. I gotta go. Just uh, like a blueberry cake donut. Um, it's really hard to mess up and get wrong. So you're usually wherever you go, if they have one, it's probably good. It's like getting the orange flavored sports drink. Like all the other ones are like hit or miss. But if you get orange, it's so easy to replicate the orange flavor that it's usually going to be pretty solid. So, All right. How about you cast one major league player as The Bachelor? As The Bachelor? Oh, man. Uh, I don't even – does he have to be single? Do I have to know if he's single? That seems – No, I whoever you off, think uh, – I don't want to – would be the most entertaining? wife off. Yeah. Oh, who would be the most entertaining? Okay, so for a completely terrible TV, I'm going to pick Brett Anderson. Uh, <laughs> Brett Anderson is about as introverted as it gets. One of the funniest human beings alive. Uh, his Twitter game is impressive, but like on camera, interview-wise, he, he just is very like almost Bill Belichick. He's like, you know, straightforward. So I think that would be just a train wreck of a show that I would laugh entire way through. Because you know him and being stoic just would just awkward, be so good. The awkwardness, I would, I would, it would just be cringy the, every episode and uh, all the time. So I would just enjoy watching that train wreck all the time. The cringier, the better. I am oh, all for extra cringy moments in life. <laughs> I qualify for most of them. So I'm always interested in the cringy ones. There's nothing better than awkward moments witnessed from afar. Like it's a beautiful mm. thing. Yeah. You and me both, Danny. We provide awkward moments for each other and, and that's our entertainment. Hey, I'm for that. All right, Jerry, if you could go back and uh, face one Hall of Fame batter, who would it be and why? Okay. Uh, I got to face my dream. I got to face Ken Griffey Jr. Um, it was like, it literally, I cried afterward. I up and I like struck him out and ended the inning. And I was like, you know, sitting in the dugout in Oakland our manager was like, good job. And, you know, you're supposed to wait until the, uh, the next your, your team hits. But I ran upstairs into the clubhouse because I was going to cry. I'm like, I'm not crying on TV. <laughs> so I, I went upstairs. I got on the phone and called my brother. And he starts bawling on the other end as soon as I pick it up. And I'm like, dude, I did it. Like, I got to face him oh. because I've done it a million times, like, as a little kid. You know, you're always facing your favorite player. And to actually have that, like, actually have that play out in real life, unbelievable so I, I got to do it I got to live that dream of mine so King Griffey Jr. is my guy so precious oh, amazing uh, my last one I feel like you have a pretty good rapport with the beat writers and and the media so I'm gonna put you on the spot and ask for your favorite beat writer gosh my favorite that's tough I'll stick I'll stick in New York that I mean, we, we kind of keep it themed I have so much respect for for media and beat writers because they mm -hmm. You know, they're the lifeblood. They they get the information out. They do it. And plus, if you're a good writer, like I, I like reading about sports. So uh, I appreciate it. Um, there's a there's a good group in New York. Uh, it, it'd have to be Mark Carrig is amazing, and mm. and the like the they have that that group. It's like Gelbs, Steve Gelbs with, with <laughs> yeah. S and Y. Kerrig, uh, James Wagner, like that group of guys, that mm -hmm. group of people there are hilarious with their interactions, but they also do really good work. So I think 
I think uh, that that group is in there. So I think that that those would be my my two favorite writers. And then you throw Gelbsy in there. I don't want to get him too excited, give him too big of a head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that Great would include answer. our buddy uh, Tony Tone, right? Anthony DeComo. DeComo's in there too. MLB.com guy. Yeah, he's definitely in that that their little. Um, I guess it would be like a love square. <laughs> their little go between it's a it's a fun like i like as you say awkward moments like i get to see it on twitter too when they're like talking to each other. it's like they're flirting kids yeah. in high school back and forth and i just laugh and it's, it's a fun go between to see because it's like a, it's almost like the clubhouse aspect because you know that's what i miss the most about not being at the field is like just seeing the guys and being around them all the time and, and seeing what's going on and just you know BS and back and forth and those guys do the same thing when they're also at the field though to see see a group like that click and still give each other a hard time like like ball players do I gotta respect it theirs is way nerdier I'll tell you because I've been <laughs> in it but it's still pretty funny <laughs> nerdier like that's it's that's why it's cringy and funny like there's some moments where you're just like nobody is winning on this argument like it's the best it's true. I can't get on a nerd I'm a nerd myself so I just happen to be able to throw a baseball okay. So it's your hidden talent, right? You're you're nerdum. Uh, Jerry, we end every podcast with an embarrassing story. So give us something. Speaking of cringeworthy, that was super cringeworthy from your past that you wish if you had that men in black device, you could absolutely erase from your memory. Oh man. Cringy. Let me think. There was a, uh, let me think, hold on. Let me think if this is going to make my wife mad at me for a second. Give me a, give me a moment. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I should say this. Okay. I'm going to, can you're, this isn't live, right? Right. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to literally ask my, hold on. I'm going to ask my wife after I tell you. <laughs> okay. So I just went like, before we got shut down, uh, I went to the store and I bought at CVS. It was a pregnancy test. It was condoms. And it was um, tampons. So, oh, and, and diapers. So all these four things, I put it on the register and the, the person checking me out was like, you're, you're looked at me like, there's some conflicting information here. Like what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> so I was like, these are all stages of panic for some people, but this is just, you know, Tuesday for me. Uh, so I have to clear that. I have to clear that with the business to make sure that would be okay. But that was just, you know, I, the, all these moments I enjoy. There's no like super cringy moment that I would erase because it, it builds character. But that was one where I made eye contact with the person behind the counter, and it was like a like a head shake and a little head tilt, and they just were like, I don't know what you're going for here. If you're messing with me, or if you need all these things. Like, bro, are you okay? <laughs> so you don't make eye contact. Don't yeah, make well, eye contact. Yeah, well, I'm for it. Like you said, like, I live for those awkward moments, and so I will lock eyes with whoever <laughs> is. I always get singled out in, in like, the, in the security line because I, I always look at everybody in TSA. They're like, you, you look creepy. You're, you, you made eye contact with me. You're guilty. Let's go. I'm like, all Especially right. with the stash. That yeah. stash would guarantee you oh. pat-downs at every airport. So that's true. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get rid of it before we fly, just for security purposes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, speaking of security purposes, Jerry, go ask your wife if you're allowed to tell that. On oh, the good call. Hold on. We're good. We're good. I got permission. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. You Blevins. Me? Okay, Thank good. You. Yeah, she's super cool, which is why I said it first and didn't have to ask permission. But also, 
you know, we're trapped here. So I can't escape if I do something wrong. I'm, I'm going to get the cold <laughs> shoulder too often. So I wanted to make sure, but good. Very smart of you. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. It was awesome to have you and, and chat some baseball and some life with you. Um, we're excited to see where you end up this season when uh, you do end up getting on one of those rosters and we'll be rooting for you the whole way through, but really appreciate you uh, hanging on with us and uh, talking life. Hey, thanks for having me on Danny. Thanks Alexa. I really appreciate it. Uh, Stay safe. And uh, you know, I'll talk to you guys soon. Best of luck.